and welcome to Chats for You. This is the podcast where I, James, talk to people I like for you, the public. And that is really all it is. I asked some people if I could talk to them, some of them let me, and that is what's about to happen. It's a great premise. This episode, episode 38, is the second Christmas catch-up special. It's quite exciting, right? Probably quite excited right now. Thank you for being excited about this. Um, So what this is, basically over the past year, you may be aware, I've chatted to several people. And that's sort of, if you've listened before... You'll be aware of that. But I'm not saying that everyone is aware of my chats. I'm not that big-headed. But um, a fair portion of society has, is at least uh, knowing of them. Um, anyway, so this episode will revisit some segments or highlights, if you like, of the aforementioned chats with several people. Um, so if you've never heard the podcast before and have just been gifted an iPod or the like... This is probably the perfect episode to start with. Um, You can maybe even listen with your entire extended family on Christmas Day while having uh, Christmas dinner. You can forget the Doctor Who special on BBC One. Just whip out your new iDevice or uh, audio device, whatever you get. um, And get this pod on full blast. Get the podcast on full blast. And hopefully you're family will enjoy it maybe your mum might say something nice about my accent uh, if she's wondering Scottish it's a Scottish accent and so this will feature little clips from my chats with the likes of Josie Long BJ Novak Eddie Peptone and more people now to kick this pod off that sounded cool uh, here's a bit of my chat with Rob Rouse and Lloyd Langford where Lloyd and I try and find out just exactly how nice is Rob Rouse. And so I thought we'd uh, play a bit of a game. Because I've heard that um, a lot of people have said about Rob yeah. that he is the nicest man in comedy. I've had that from quite a few people. Wow. So we're going to play a game called Nice Boy or Nice Ploy, in brackets, getting people to think you're a nice boy. Brilliant, brilliant. Because I don't know the truth on this, because... You know, <laughs> uh, what would you say is the nicest thing you've done? What, you just... Just in your life? What in my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm struggling to think of one. <laughs> he made me a cup of coffee just before the podcast. That's pretty oh, well, you nice a cup of coffee, you. we got you some water. But you, likewise, you brought us presents, didn't you? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe this whole, um, this, um... Maybe I, I don't. Maybe did I did I did I start out in a in a in a kind of a, a pool of absolute divas? And I was the only one who wasn't saying, "I want this now." <laughs> yeah, because it's you, just you, basic you, manners, you, isn't you, it? I, I like people. I think you, that's what it you is. Started, you know? When you started out, it was on circuit. It was you, uh, Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey. Um, uh, was it, uh, she, she had a she had Prince as well. Five. Yeah, Shirley Bassey. <laughs> she was hard work. Prince. Prince kept himself to himself at first, and then he <laughs> yeah. turned into a nutter. Did he have a good five? Uh, he, I don't know. I always thought I don't know. He traded a bit too much on how tall he was and stuff. He did loads of business with the mic. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and his, I got all those Paul Chowdhury impressions. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So would you say you've done anything in particular to sort of make uh, this make people think you're very nice? I, 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 I don't think so. I think I think naturally I'm quite uh, well. I, I like I like people and I like yeah. company and um, uh, I. Uh, and I, th- I think I like to try and maybe I like to try and put people at their yeah. ease. That's just some probably there's some deep psychological flaw why that happens and why I'm doing this <laughs> in the first place. But anyway, I, I probably won't go into too much detail. I'll probably start crying. <laughs> I've ruined everything. Well, correct answer. You were right because it's sort of a trick answer. You wouldn't have seen what you were doing as nice. You just see what a person should do. I did. Yeah, it's so just it's just manners. Extra nice. You are. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just manners. Yeah. And I think the thing with this job as well is that you're working with different people yeah. every week. And so if you start acting like a tool, then yeah. word just flies on the circuit. Yeah. You know? I'm sure people would think exactly the same things about both of you two as well. Oh, that's very that's extra nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, leave, leave it out, mate. But actually what I'm doing is I'm secretly just trying to get into my evil culture. <laughs> I'm going to level with you guys. It's Christmas time. It's time to get all the truths out there. I wanted to make this podcast, this episode, a bit more Christmassy. So I had the idea of going uptown into the centre of Edinburgh where there are big wheels and roller coasters and Christmas music and all that sort of thing and recording these bits there. But uh, it was a lot busier than I was expecting. I should have expected busier because the centre of Edinburgh, capital of Scotland, right close to Christmas, at the weekend. It's going to be busy. Uh, and it was also it was raining quite a bit. I felt like I was getting ill. So I thought, let's not do this. And it just seemed like a regrettable idea. So I'm afraid you've got me recording this in my room yet again, like all the other ones. But hey, this, this formula, me and my room just hanging, might be what you like about the podcast. Just... Hey, he hangs in his room and he intros chats he's done outside of his room. Yep, that might be the selling point. So maybe you would have hated it if I went outside. So, yep, just stick to what stick to what you're loving. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Next up is a clip of, from my chat with Josie Long. And Josie talks a bit about who her ideal audience member would be. And this show that you're doing, who would be sort of like your ideal audience I'm member? doing demo. The target demo. Target yeah. demographic. Because I've been doing this with like, I've got some people to say what they think, like a uniform for their fans that they'd oh. all wear to the same show. Oh. Like the Josie long outfit. Well, firstly, if everyone in the crowd was wearing the same outfit, I wouldn't give a shit what that outfit was. I would fucking love it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if it was an outfit I hated, I'd be... Like, I remember I went to see this band called La Tigra, right? It was, like, this really great kind of Kathleen Hanna-fronted feminist band, and they were all wearing matching outfits, and they did a dance routine. And I was like, why are all bands not like this? What is your problem not being like this? So... Did yeah. you write, like, emails to uh, all bands? I did. Yeah. FAO. I, like, yeah. uh, replied all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, so my yeah, because he got an email from all bands and then he went, reply all. Yeah, reply just... all. But I didn't BCC, so people were fucking furious. Oh, God. Bono's like, everyone knows my email address. 
But his email address would just be like bono at yeah. gmail.com. It'd be like, it's not hard well, to get. A lot easier than you think. <laughs> Do you know that is true? Yeah. If you've ever put you in an email like a celebrity yeah. or whatever, just try first name dot last name yeah. at gmail.com. I know some of them, yeah. <laughs> first name underscore last name at yahoo.com. Yeah. <laughs> Tom underscore cruise at <laughs> btinternet.com. What are you doing, Cruz? Get on Gmail. <laughs> he won't do it. No. He won't do it. He doesn't understand. <laughs> um, my best fan from my show. Well, I used to think I really liked kind of people who maybe I would think were similar to me or people who I... Like, I used to... My dream thing would be somebody who liked being creative and who sort of was quite optimistic or quite earnest. Um, but to be honest with this show... And especially because I'm at the stand, and you get like a really great mixed crowd. And so I've had sort of groups of blokes in their 40s, and like people in their 50s and 60s, and young people like proper like 17, 18. And I sort of would like to think that there's something for everyone apart from cancer. <laughs> <No. laughs> okay, so I guess my dream fan this year yeah, well, would be a little old lady, wearing a jumpsuit, a grey jumpsuit with a lightning bolt on it. So that, it, it That's be, what I'd like. That's what every audience yes. member would do. 80 that. plus, purple rinse, grey jumpsuit, lightning bolt. Could you then focus on doing the show? Uh, no. Yeah. Would, <laughs> it would be overwhelming for me. <laughs> yeah. The next clip is from my chat with uh, Fourth One DJ Grant Stott and it features some audience uh, questions. It's not not your average asking a question. I, I get some acting tips from the master because he's done acting before. And also because it was at Fourth One, uh, which is a radio station in Edinburgh, um, I basically, after every question, I was like, have I got a job yet? Have I got a job? Because I thought, with each question, I was showing him that uh, I'd be able to, I'd be worth full-time employment at the station, basically. And by then, he agreed, but didn't have the power. So, eh, it's quite sad. Ask, ask the people of our world if they have anything to ask you. Mm-hmm. And some did. Some, right, okay. And, uh, was it all clean? <laughs> Broadcastable? Well, mm. uh, okay. <laughs> Not in a bad way, just all right, words. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> it wasn't offensive. All right. Uh, so, yeah. But I thought, because anyone could just relay a question, mm. so I asked them to give me like a, a way I should feel, like an emotion or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me to deliver the question in that way. All right, okay. And as you've done acting, I was wondering if you could help me through this. Okay. So, um, first question comes from my friend uh, Nilufar, Nilufar Khan, and she wants to know what the wackiest thing you've done on air is, but I have to ask this as if I'm constipated. So what would your acting tips be for that? Acting tips for constipation. Um, there would be distress. Stress. There would be distress. As okay. And then kind of your voice would be yeah, just okay. a wee bit... Oh, oh, because you, you, you would probably be looking for a bit of pain from down there, is where that would be. And, and it would kind of, you, you would be asking the question, you know your mind would be on something else at the time. So the wackiest yeah. thing I've done on air. I'll ask it, and you're allowed to answer it in the same way if you okay. want. <clears throat> what's the wackiest? Oh God! What's the what's the wackiest thing you've done on air? Oh, uh, um, oh, oh no! <laughs> Sorry, what was what did you ask? What was the question? What's, what's what's the wackiest thing you've done on air? Oh, the wackiest thing. Um, probably oh, probably most recently would be ironing. Ironing. I was ironing on air as part of oh, as part of Cash for Kids Day, <laughs> and I was dressed as Iron Man doing people's ironing. 
uh, for money for cash for kids. So ironing whilst on air, it's, that's probably quite... Was it was it weird to do that? It was a bit weird to do that because I don't even do it at home so much. Did uh, you so not do, wash your clothes specifically? Oh no, it wasn't my ironing. Oh, okay. I was doing people's ironing. I was at the I was live at the Guile, and they came in with their ironing and gave me something to iron and gave made a donation to to cash for kids. That's good. Because we had a superhero theme, to, uh, superhero theme for the day. Okay. So I so I was like, well, who can I be? And I'm like, well, I'll be Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I'll do people's ironing. So we had an Iron Man costume, and I was standing at the Guile, at an ironing board, live on the air. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, so um, finally, we've got a question from uh, a fellow DJ, mm-hmm. a guy called Matt Edmondson. He's at uh, BBC Radio 1. Ah. And uh, he wants me to ask this while he says crying mm-hmm. or upset. How would you, can you, are you able to like make real tears? I've never been asked to make real tears, although I have cried whilst doing the play that I was doing the Fringe last year. Um, so it's a difficult thing because I've, you've got to kind of get caught up in the emotion, and I don't know how to do that on on call. Yeah, I don't know. If it would just... have to be a little bit of the eye rubbing and the manning up. Yeah, I think he's testing what I can do because like yeah, it's tries... a big test. Yeah, I think he's just worried that it might be some competition. Uh, well, and he's like, absolutely. Sorry, right, I'll try and. I'm intrigued about his question. So this is seriously Matt Edmondson from from Radio One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um... What's your what's your best Morag the cow anecdote? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> Morag the cow. Um. <laughs> oh, my best anecdote. Um. Oh God, there's there's so many. To be honest, there's so many. It was a lovely. It was a girl called Julie, who uh, who played Morag, who was Morag underneath the counter, and uh, it was probably the moment that I convinced Billy Connolly in the canteen at the BBC to have a cameo in Fully Booked that week, and he had to do it with Morag the cow because Morag was the only one that was ready and dressed and ready to go. So we got Billy Connolly and persuaded him to come down to the studio because he was in doing a voiceover for something in the BBC that day. Came down, jumped on the set and just improvised around with Morag. And I think that involved a snog with tongues. Oh. Yeah. How often have you ended a story with that? I think it involved a snog with tongues. How? Uh, not s- not frequently, but I think there was there was an anecdote I told at the weekend. But that was Friday night. That's another oh, story okay. altogether. Yeah, different story. The following clip, uh, I'm just trying to find different ways to say next. I'd like to, it sounds best to say this next clip, but then I don't want to say next the whole time because that's all oh, that is repetitive. I don't want you to be all annoyed and repetitive things. It's Christmas. I want you to be happy. So, following the following clip. I hope you appreciate the effort I put into that. The following clip is of my chat with comedian Al Murray and we talk a bit about what it would be like if he were to meet the character that he created. This is a bit of a scenario for you. Yeah. The pub landlord invites you to his 20 years at the Lago Top celebrations and you feel obliged to go because it came out of your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you and the pub landlord talk about if you had to be in that situation? <laughs> and what would he think of you? 
Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't think too much of me. I think. I think he'd think I was. Uh, well, he'd think I. He'd think. He'd think I was one of those uh, BBC lefty comics because that's what people who. That's what people like him think of comedians when they haven't given it a minute's thought. They think you're a BBC Marxist lefty comic. Just if you've been on the BBC at all, they they uh, they assume you've, you're a Marxist lefty comic straight away. So we we'd have a tedious conversation about that, and he'd be telling me how I was politically correct and all that, and it would be a very boring, tedious conversation. We'd be going, "Well, no, actually, in my experience, it's not like that at all," and "No, not really," because I I. I I find that um, that canard like really it's just boring when I hear it. you think oh god not this again <laughs> like lots of things about comedy you think oh no you yeah. know when you hear uh, when you hear people say um, comedy's all about surprise you think oh god not again you know that, it, no it isn't no, not it, it's not only about surprise yeah, or yeah. that comedy has to be edgy no it doesn't it's just a means to an end mm-hmm. and all that when you, whenever you hear those I hear those things and he'd say all those fucking things and you'd think oh for god's sake yeah how tedious <laughs> and what sort of gift would you get him um, I, well I think he's the sort of person you're best off bringing him something you'd really really like um, uh, and but you'd have to not spend too much money on it because it would humiliate him yeah because uh, he's very touchy yeah. so I think you'd, you'd probably have to you'd probably buy him a buy him a, a nice second hand car if you wanted to really <laughs> make his day a nice second hand like a Capri or something, an old vintage Capri, but not one that's not in too good condition, because then he'd feel humiliated. If you went too far, he'd be because he's all about. He's very neurotic and and worried about what yeah. what people might think of him. So you can't over you can't overstate him. He'd be very upset about that. So he, what would his reaction be? He wouldn't jump around or anything. Just no, sort of... no, no. He, he can't he can't display any honest emotion. <laughs> <laughs> This next clip is from my chat with uh, the comedian Sammy J, and this is one of my favourite ones to do because Sammy, uh, I really got on with him, and he seems like out of a lot of the people I spoke to, one of the people that uh, we'd actually get on in the real lives and not just in a podcast life. Um, if you didn't know, a podcast life is like a real life, but um, just solely in a podcast. But uh, Sammy very kindly posted about it and this was like the only one so far and please don't take this as an incentive to give me more but this is like the only one so far that has generated a nasty comment regarding one of my questions someone was not happy with something I asked and the thing I asked to Sammy which I asked to other people is how funny are you uh, I didn't I, I don't mean it in like aggressively oh show me how, show me how funny you are sort of way uh, I just mean it in a way or that they might not think they're... I've had comedians not think they're that funny themselves. And that's quite interesting to talk about. And then other people be silly about it. That's a lot of fun. But this person was furious. Uh, so furious they posted a comment. Uh, which said, I want to... This is how it starts. Uh, I want to hurt the interviewer. It's not looking good for me. Uh, and then in quotes, how funny are you? Just showing my question. Uh, Jesus... What a lame, ridiculous question. Is it? Not, okay. My answer would have been, funnier than you, fucktard. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Nice. Nice. Oh, nice comment. Uh, when I first saw that, I was a bit, I was a bit like, oh, that's not very uh, nice. And then I just started laughing, because it's quite funny. 
and they didn't even write the actual fucktard. They were nice about it, so they sort of held shift and done the symbols. And they go, I'm not actually swearing. Shame I'm not interviewing the person that posted that comment, because that would have been a good, good chat, I reckon. Hey, how funny are you? Funnier than you, fucktard. Oh, okay. Thanks for joining me this week on the episode. Yep, so, we've been good. Shame that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, so that's a nasty comment. I don't want more of those, but that was quite funny, so it was alright, actually. So if you want to hear where that anger stemmed from, uh, just listen to the full episode. But this clip in particular, uh, Sammy J talks a bit about his headspace before a gig. Let's talk a bit about before a gig. Let's say you might get a bit nervous. That might have happened in the past. You might still get a bit nervous. When you're getting into your own headspace for the gig, uh, in that moment, whose headspace would you rather be in? Like, you'd then have their confidence and you'd be able to... Oh, gosh. Um, I guess the President of the United States. He's pretty confident. He's up there. Yeah. Cause, because you just it would give you that swagger and that discontrol, you know, even yeah. if he has a bad day. Like, for the for the duration of his or her future time in office, when you're the president... No, I'll just say uh, Obama is his... Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I was just giving him the option. Okay. And that would be a headline, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> but, not like to define anyone along gender lines. But, um... But even the worst day in the job, and when everyone in the world is calling you a lame duck and so on, you're still the, you're still the fucking president, you know. And that would give you surely the fortitude to continue. Yeah. Do you think how would you know when to come out of being in uh, acting like you're in his headspace? Would um, you then start like maybe doing one of his speeches during your stand-up gigs and be like, oh no, oh, oh. Well, actually, this is exactly what I did last night before the show. I have to confess. You know, I said I, I, I crowd served in, and then it just got better from there. The only reason that was impossible is because beforehand I convinced myself I was the President of the United States. I mean, you know, sometimes a dangerous tact, but it, it really worked because it, it resulted in. He a is regularly crowd surfing. Yeah, constantly. Const- I'm fed up with it, really. Well, yeah, that's why I thought I'd take a little bit of it myself. And the crowd were confused initially because the first 10 minutes, uh, as, you, as you just suggested, it was just me addressing the state of the Union. Uh, I was just doing, I think, a speech from 2009 from memory. Like, I was thoroughly out of context. But I think that's what led to the, the breakthrough moment when um, the, the tears began and people just jumped on board. So it was a, a bold decision on my part, but it came through. That's a good word. It's bold. Mm. It's very bold. Mm. So um, what qualities do you think you do share with, with President Obama? All of them, I'd say. I'd say all of them, obviously, um, different birthplaces, you know. He was born in um, America. I was born uh, in Africa. Um, but beyond that, we we share everything. Yeah. We share a love of family. We share a love of um, the Western world. And we have a great deal of power at our fingertips. That is, that's good. That, that sounded like one of the speeches I was playing. I, I was channeling him as I said yeah, it, you yeah. know, like I just, my hands gripped together and I looked into the distance. Um, oh, he's a friend of mine, I should also confess, so I, it's, I'm biased when I, when I bring oh, this right. up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. One of the people I talked to during the Fringe this year was the comedian Eddie Pepitone. 
I'm a massive fan of his. I've heard him on a lot of podcasts. So it was a it was a great um, honour that he was on one of mine. And in this particular clip, we talk a bit about uh, the selfie culture. You know, selfies, the photo taken. Talk a bit about selfie culture. Yeah, I don't... What do you think of the selfie culture? Well, they're all right, right? Like, it's DIY, get a take it yourself, mate. But it's sort of like, it doesn't look as good. Like, the quality of the photo is never as good because the camera's on the front of the phone. Ah, interesting, interesting. What if you get someone else to take your selfie? That's not a selfie. That's not a selfie, then. That's a photo. That's a what? That's a photo. Damn it. Yeah. I thought I had the answer. (laughs) But selfie does mean selfie, doesn't it? Yeah, you just need... uh, well, they'll probably start doing it. Apple will bring out a phone that's got, like, a better camera on the front. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little alarming, the selfie culture, I think. Just the absorption, the narcissism. Like, we, I guess, you know, narcissism has always been around. I mean, it has been, and it's prevalent. But it seems to be getting to a point now where it's scary. The, the narcissistic self-absorption right, yeah. is actually just kind of frightening. And I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> Are you, have, you, have you taken selfies? Have you done yes, it? and I had to stop. When I first went on Instagram, Right, yeah. Um, for some reason, probably because I'm an egomaniac, I started taking pictures of myself and putting them up. On, and, I, and after a while, I was like, Are you crazy? What are you doing, you know? I mean, I get, I get mesmerized by my eyes, but it's like... <laughs> it's like, do I really need to be doing that? You yeah. know, I could just go to the mirror, you know, and have a great, I have a great time in the mirror. So I could re- repeat all that and just look at your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> do you have, like, a little, like... Caption with it when you're, or just photos? Did you write anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I try to make it seem like this isn't really about me being egotistical. Like, I'll put under it, like, it's just a picture of my face, right, with the highlight on my eyes, and I'll put under it, uh, just relaxing in the military industrial complex to make it seem like I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, making a political statement. <laughs> That's how I get away with selfies. I don't do them anymore because I realize. It's uh, just absolutely insane. Yeah, has it been tough? Have you ever taken a selfie? Nearly taken a selfie? <laughs> it's been very hard. You're like, oh, God. It's been very hard, but with the help of uh, my uh, my psychiatrist and my wife and other people close to me. And your selfie patch. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very funny if you could walk in. Uh, hi, can I get a... Like, just, again, like, blue-collar guys, like... Yeah, hi, how you doing? Can I get a selfie patch, please? I, I just got out of the coal mine, and I got a bad hankering to take a selfie of myself. <laughs> I just like the way I look when I'm covered in coal dust. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, you know, the black underneath me, just it, underneath my eyes, kind of highlights my eye. My eyes pop when I'm covered in coal dust. So give me the patch, will you, please? <laughs> ah, too late. I already put one up on Instagram. Sorry. You better give it to me, though, for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, look. Three people liked it already. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want the patch. I like the, I like the feeling. It stimulates a part of my brain when they like it. <laughs> uh, and on that note, thank you very much, Eddie Pepitone, for doing this. Thank you very much. Oh.
as, as much as I talked to you? Same amount? Not as much. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but one of the nicest Nicks I've ever met is the comedian Nick Mohammed. Very funny and also very nice. But in this clip you're about to hear, one of the nicest Nicks I know, I turn him into nasty Nick. In this clip. So now, Nick, yes. okay, I think you are a very nice guy. Thank you. I think you're a nice man. So are you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Uh, but now I'm, I'm going to get you to unleash nasty Nick. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. There's a bit I do. This bit is called calling out. Okay. So calling. Calling out. It's like calling, calling out. out oh, okay. Take yes. out the Z because it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So like wrestlers when they're preparing for a big match. Yes. They'll sort of do a thing saying, uh, with their opponent, they'll like do a little message going, "I'm going to take you down. I'm going to oh, be like okay, this." Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what I've done is looked at the shows on at the same time as you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. The thing is, there's lots of really good stuff on yeah, that. Yeah, but you can be—you don't have to be serious about this bit. Yeah, okay, great. Okay. Because, um, for example, Josie Long went to town on Alex Horn and uh, yeah. Mark Watson. Well, like and absolutely, and so she should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, one of the shows you're up against, okay? Because yeah. this is—imagine someone's in Edinburgh only for one day. They have they to pick between your show and okay. this person's show. Okay, here we go. David O'Doherty. No. Absolutely not. I hate the guy. Dreadful stuff. What what about him is just so abhorrent. Oh, God, his hair. His his, hair. His demeanour. He's so unfriendly on stage. He's so aggressive. Yeah. You know, no one likes him. No one? (laughs) Genuinely, no one likes him. I've heard some people say they like him. What are they lying about? I think they're absolutely lying. They must be. They must be. I mean, he is one of the most abhorrent men on the face of the earth, let alone in Who are some of the others? You are sorry. Who are the others? Oh, all of them. All of that lot. Alex Horn, J.C. Long, Mark Watson, Tim Key, Tom Baston, Johnny Sweet. They're all horrid people. That's the problem. Johnny's even up in your house. And he's not even up. (laughs) Actually, he's popping back next week. I will be telling him this to his face as well. Yeah. Okay. Nish Kumar. Oh, dreadful. Plays on his race all the time. Really bad advert for people, you know, who who got you know racial things to say. Yeah. Yeah. All those people. Oh, he's also got, he's doing very well as well, so, you know, that's another reason to dislike him. Yeah, just he's doing just quite well. Just general bitterness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Do you know absolutely any... hate the guy. Yeah, Nish, dreadful, dreadful guy. Hate him, known him for years. Is he like the worst Nish you know? The worst Nish Kumo I know, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. There's some worse Nish, worser Nishes? Yeah, I know loads. Worser? Is that right? More worse. More worse. Worst. Worst. <laughs> Uh, who else? Tim Vine? Oh, genuinely horrid man. Dreadful comedy. Dreadful comedy. Has never been on telly. Not even once. And he just does like these tiny little tiny things. Tiny little things. Hasn't put any thought into yeah, it. Yeah, just... Clearly not put any thought into it. He just does... He just got these things out of a cracker or something. Yeah. And just reads them out. <laughs> To a non-paying audience, no one pays for a show. Oh, I didn't know that. No one would pay to see a show. Yeah. Everyone comes there for free. No one enjoys it. Everyone goes home with a really sad face. <laughs> it's um, really fun. Al Murray. Oh, I hate the guy. I hate the guy. Just really bad character. Really oh. Not been successful in any way. Oh shape no. Or form. I've never like um, I wrote his name down and then yeah. I had to keep reading it over and over again. Yeah. And then finally, oh, that, is, um, oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Landlord, no. Dreadful idea. Dreadful. Clearly doesn't work. <laughs> it clearly the premise doesn't work, as the years have proved. Does not work. Give up. Give yeah. up. 
So these suits, like, seem to swallow other oh, than most oh, people. Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, without doubt. Yeah. This is what it tops these <laughs> by orders of magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes on the show, I like to play a little game, a game or two, with my guest. And in this particular case, my guest was Sean Bevan, a comedian, storyteller, and, don't want to brag, friend. We played a game called Shan or Sean. Uh, right, yeah, let's, let's play a game. Oh, okay. It's got a game. Like a game? It's called uh, Shan or Sean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... What the game is, is were these things tweeted by Shan Bevan <laughs> or Sean John Combs, otherwise known as P. Diddy? P. Diddy! Oh, oh, if, I'll be really upset if I am. Anyway, what about with P. Diddy? Uh, okay. Okay. I just nap like some kind of animal. A sleepy, napping animal. It is literally my greatest skill. Shan or Sean? Um, I know that was me because it is literally my greatest skill. That was a shot. <laughs> what are your... How do you know you're so skilled at napping? Because you're napping throughout it. Because I can wake up, like, instantly. And I can go to sleep. I can go, right, I'm going to sleep for 15 minutes. Sleep for 15 minutes, wake up and be awesome afterwards. Like, I can be a bumbling wreck. I know, I just need to go under a table and nap for 15 minutes yeah. on my lunch break. And then I'm phenomenal afterwards. It's my greatest skill. It's the greatest skill that's the thing Every, nobody can as well as I can it's what's gonna I'm going to Britain's Got Talent one day I'm just gonna get on I'm gonna nap to minutes and wake up and be like look at me bitch I'm fucking awesome uh, okay so that was Shan correct yeah um, this be my bitch people I'm guessing that Sean, but there's a horrible chance that was me. It was you. It was me? It was you. That was me. <laughs> and it was a photo as well, but I didn't look at it. Uh, yeah, I actually... I, yeah, that probably was me. I overuse the word bitch. <laughs> I realise I'm reclaiming it on behalf of bitches everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, why stop dreaming when you wake up? Holy shit, I hope that wasn't me. I really hope that was Sean. That was steady. Oh, Quite deep. Quite deep. Yeah. Why stop dreaming when you wake up? Because you've got to get shit done, yeah. Diddy. Because That's you true. can't dream all day. You're a moron. <laughs> Just put the final touches on Mastermind. This shit is fucking crazy, crazy. Um, I'm, I think that's Diddy. Uh, yes, correct. It's Diddy, yeah. And finally, who got the hottest beats out? <laughs> I really hope that was me. But it was Diddy. Was it Diddy? Yeah, it was Diddy. Oh. To be honest... Uh, I'm going to make that my motto. I tried to pick tweets that could apply to both of you. Yeah. But it turns out you're quite different people. Yeah, which is... Like, um, I think I'm okay with that. Are you fine with that? I yeah. mean, I think in many ways I am like the P. Diddy of the Scottish comedy scene. But I've been saying that. Yeah, that's, that's what they say <laughs> on the streets. So, you, so who got the hottest beats out? Is that your... So you're new. That's when you think, who got the hottest beats out? But I'm going to say it like about everything. Like, when my toast comes out the toast, we're like, who got the hottest beats out, bitch? <laughs> and like, when I do, like, send an email. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Diddy to thank for that. Yeah, thanks, Diddy. I think we learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, the final clip of this Christmas catch-up special. The second of such a thing. There was one last year as well. The final clip is of my chat with uh, BJ Novak and as it's just only really got a few minutes with him I'm just putting the full thing in here and it was great to talk to uh, BJ big fan of his work and he seemed to enjoy it so that was that was good uh, so yeah here is my chat with 
BJ Novak out of the US office and other big things, even some Hollywood things. BJ Novak, um, I'm going to ask you my trademark question. Okay. Because I think interviewers, they don't need any real talent. They just sort of need one killer question. That's a good way to look at it. And then that would raise them to the top. Okay. okay. Like all these sort of like Letterman and that. They've got loads of talent, but they could just have one good question. Well, what's Letterman's one t- question, though? Oh, no, no, I'm saying he's got talent. He's oh, not got so one he question. Oh, so he doesn't need one. So yeah, he doesn't need you're one. You're going the one question route. Yeah, one okay. question route. Okay, okay. you ready? Yes. You need to maybe... You seem quite confident there. I'm not you... sure that I'm ready. You're making me doubt that I'm ready. Okay. I hope I'm ready. I hope you're ready, yeah, okay. What do you like? Uh, that's an existential question and a simple question. Um, that's how it's so good. I like the Scottish band Churches. Okay, yes. I like... Good. Long beaches that go on a very long time, not just a little cove. I like a beach that's like five miles long. Oh, it's like a big distance. Yeah, like a like at the end of Shawshank Redemption. I like a beach like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I like. I like jeans. I'm glad that everyone in the world is always wearing them. I think they're great. What kind of jeans are your preference? Skinny? Are you skinny? What are you got on right now? Mm, I sort of average dark jeans myself, but I'd say slim. I'll say nothing. What, do you have them on? I'm not, no, I've got like. So you can even call yeah. those black jeans, though. If I, you call those black soft jeans, people would say, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, you yeah. Can just they just mean pants now. I regularly tell people just what I'm wearing. Yeah, I like coffee. I like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. What's your favorite? Have you seen a really funny sort of like Wi-Fi name, like for the sort of routers? Yeah. Um, full House. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So is that what you like? It could mean poker. It could mean the TV show. It, it could, could mean, mean... Yeah. We need to find out more house. about this guy. Well... Gal. I like imagining. You like imagining? Yeah. What do you imagine? What would your... What a, do you like to imagine? A Bob Saget fan with, with a huge family playing poker. Check in his email. That sounds lovely. Yeah. So what do you, I hope what to be that his, guy. What do you think his email address is? Bob Saget. It's like bob.saget. Full house at fullhouse.co. Probably. Dot UK. Yeah. And let's just, we'll get a tiny bit deep here. Just just one more question, just to get a bit deep. A tiny bit deep is not a bad name for your interview show someday, by the way. Yeah, that, I would go for that, yeah. I might rename it. Okay. okay. Um, what would you like to ask yourself? That is quite deep. Oh, he's just, he's just intense thinking here. What do you love? What do you love? What, do you know what the answer would be? No, I need to work on that. need to work on that. Thank you very much. Thank BG you. It was fun. There we go. That's the, that's the end of the Christmas catch-up special. How do you... Was it all right? Did you like it? Did you think it was all right? Yep. That's probably fine. And there's likely to be more uh, next year. Um, I hope you and your full family uh, greatly enjoyed it when you were listening well, having your Christmas dinner. I hope, I had, I hope you had a good little chuckle. And finally, just if you were wondering, uh, you don't have to get me a gift this year. Still welcome to, but it's fine. But if you could make sure that every member of your family that listened with you subscribe, that'd be great. Like your cousins and your aunties and your uncles, whoever's there. Just like before they all leave and get tidy the dishes away, just be like, hey, guys, let's subscribe. We've... We owe the guy this much. And then have a little moment where you're all silent and realise, oh yeah, that'd be nice, that'd be nice for him. And then you do it, you subscribe, and everyone's happy, and then you have a nice night, and everyone gets uh, drunk and eats too much. Oh, it's Christmas.
so uh, finally, Merry Christmas. Nice of me to say that, isn't it? Uh, and Happy Holidays. If you if you don't really celebrate Christmas, sorry for going out at Christmas so much, uh, but Happy Holidays as well. Um, yes. So all that stuff. Hope you like this. Bye bye. If you like this podcast, you can follow the Twitter account at chats for you. And if inclined to do so, you could also leave a glowing five-star review on the iTunes store to help it get a little bit more attention. But um, nothing less than glowing. So just to make that clear, a glowing five-star review on the iTunes store. Thank you. This podcast was an Eminent Joy production. Visit imminentjoy.com for a bunch of different funny people doing a bunch of different funny things.